This is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Cyraclad, featuring one-on-one interviews with designers, contractors, city managers, and civic leaders, as well as thought leaders committed to sustainability, innovation, and solutions that are attractive, affordable, and create healthy living environments. Our podcast eliminates the challenges, breakthroughs, and proven solutions brought to industries, organizations, and our communities. From the office and manufacturer of Cyraclad in Redmond, Washington, and on location, this is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast. For our guest today, we're really honored and uh, uh, based on our, our pre-show, really, really excited to welcome Damon and Julie Savoy, principals and partners of Shawback Design and Brightbound. As a team, they're an interior design firm recognized for their deep commitment to their clients. Shawback Design believes in growing with their clients and expressing, I love this, intricately considered spaces that actively welcome their desires, hopes, dreams, families, and lives. They see their roles as facilitators, producing interiors that invite and encourage the human experience in all forms. You can find them on the web at shawbackdesign.com and brightbound.com. Hello, Damien. Hello, Julia. Really nice to have you, as I said many times, but I couldn't say it enough. Really excited to, for this show today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. We're excited. This is great. And we talked to earlier about, prior to the show, but and it's somewhat of a signature of our show, is a quote or prayer or mantra um, that you find valuable and, and, and has meaning personally and professionally. Love to hear it. Julia, share... Uh, Please share yours with your audience today. Yeah, mine's uh, something we say in our office quite often. It's actually just really short and sweet, but um, I tell my team progress over perfection. We talk about that a lot in our office, and I'm saying it a lot um, because we don't want to get caught up in um, too much of being perfectionists, and always we just want to be moving forward. And sometimes that means it's not perfect, and, and we make mistakes, and that is... That's okay. <laughs> Excellent. Damon, your, uh, your quote, prayer, or mantra. Yeah, absolutely. Sure I too. was thinking back to a time when um, I was in an interview with a great architect friend of mine named Stan Field. And um, he asked me a question in this interview. He said, if the home is the violin case, are the interiors the violin? And actually, at that time, I didn't really know exactly how to answer that at the moment. But throughout the years, I've thought about it a little bit. And I've reflected on it, and it's come up in my mind over the years. And the way I look at it now is the home is the violin. The architect is the the musician telling the story with the instrument. And the interiors are the concert hall that allows the story to be heard and felt by the audience. That's something that basically allowed me to realize that not all the conversations we have need to be conventional project management budget conversations, but really allowed me to just kind of think outside the box a little bit and think more creatively. And it had an impact on me, that one question. You know, what's really interesting, and and, uh, correct me if you think I'm incorrect, is the segue from what Julie had said about the progress versus um, perfection and what you just shared, Damon. How do both of you kind of see that you're in, in effect... Not saying the same thing, but the, the essence is very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, but just I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I think that's probably true. I mean, we are a husband and wife team. You know, we work together a lot and we 
live together and we have to kind of integrate that into our lives. And so, and we also have to run a business. So we have this, this juxtaposition between this creative world we're working in and then the fact about running a business and kind of the difficulties and challenging with running a business. So that pro, um, you know, uh, progress over perfection quote is important because we do need to push forward. We need to show our clients we're evolving. We're pushing the project forward. We can't get hung up you know, on those things. And the violin case reminds us that that comment reminds us that we still need to be creative in our work and we need to think outside the box and be creative and not let get bogged down in the business side of it. So I think that plays into our day-to-day, day-to-day work. Yeah, I think it's a big challenge too for our work and a delicate balance because we are creatives um, and also business owners. So, you know, those are both really challenging roles and we have to kind of go back and forth um, and put on those hats all day long, back and forth. So um, we always want to make sure that we are thinking creatively um, in projects, but also uh, make sure we're running our office uh, (laughs) well, too. What's interesting, well, there's a lot of interest in this conversation to this point, I'm sure throughout the show, is there a way that you you both you're able to turn it off at some point? <laughs> oh my gosh, I wish. No. <laughs> that is the classic question, isn't it? For no. for a business owner and for people, you know, for professionals in our industry, the architecture and design industry. We do the we inspire uh, we get inspired a lot by nature. And, and and by the way, I just want to bring up now that we have this interior design services firm and we do interior design work, but we also have Brightbound and Brightbound is our lighting company. So we also have a product company. So we're running these two companies, which we could talk about the differences between the services and the products and, and how those companies are different and how those industries are different later. But both, both of us and our other business partners, it get inspired by nature. And, and that's from materials to light to everything that comes from us being outside. So we, the way we recharge is by being up in the mountains, you know, being on the ocean, getting out camping with our kids, um, going river rafting, you know, fishing, things like that. And that's the way we really stay grounded because the day-to-day work, you know, it, it's pretty intense. There's a lot of, there's a lot of work right now where, and we're busy. And so we have to step outside into nature and honestly, we get inspired there and we bring those things back to the office. And we bring those things back to our project. And another side note on that is when we work on projects, whether we're in Napa Valley or in Lake Tahoe or the beach in Hawaii or the mountains of Wyoming, wherever we are, we actually want to spend time on the land. We want to understand what's what's on the land, whether it's the tree bark or the stones or the soil. And that we bring that back to our studio. We literally bring rocks and physical objects and pieces of bark and branches back to our office from the site because we want to, we want that to be integrated into what we do. And so we bring a, a lot back and it, and it recharges us really. Yeah. But I would say on a day-to-day basis, yeah. we don't turn it <laughs> off. So when, when, when we go home, we are talking about design and until we lay our heads down <laughs> and then when we wake up the same um, and, and that's okay because we both enjoy it and it, we work well together and it, and it works and we definitely have boundaries. There are definitely some times where we're like, okay, we're not talking mm-hmm. about work, you know, for the rest of the night or, or whatever. Um, and so, we, you know, we're good at setting those boundaries, but as Damon said, we have to physically 
disconnect and um, get out into the mountains and away from everyone and then really recharge and get really inspired um, and just let some of that go. <clears throat> we, at least once a year, we go on some big mountain trips to do that. How uh, curious, how do you take the almost intangible and somewhat ethereal facets of nature and make them tangible for your clients. I don't know if there's a formal process, but that seems like a pretty daunting task to do that. Yeah, I think it's more of a feeling, right? So we, um, you know, the feeling you get when you're outside in nature and this, you know, pertains to when we're on the property, we do a lot of new construction. So we're starting from the ground, um, from the property, the land. And um, so, you know, we want to evoke that, the feeling you get on the property. Um, so like Damon says, we gather, um, pieces of nature that are on the property, take lots of photos of the property. And we just, so then we just want to bring that feeling back into our studio. So yeah, it is, it's not a tangible thing. And, and then we're creating um, actual physical, you know, um, fabric and material selections based on a feeling really. And then we want that feeling to flow throughout the whole project. So then when our clients are moving into their, to their new home, they're, we're evoking that feeling and they get it every single day because they get to live there and enjoy that space. That evoking that feeling again, we're back to t taking something that's so light. And so I mean, as a client, I'm just looking at being objective here. If I was a client, a prospective client, it would baffle me as to how you do what you do. How do you, how do you guys kind of do what you do? I know we may not have enough time, but, <laughs> but I, I'm curious to find out not just your passion, but your, even your process, yeah. if you can share it without giving away your, uh, your yeah. actual property. <laughs> the secret sauce. Sure. Yeah. Or well, something to it. At least the essence of it. I would say it. that, um, I, I am kind of a linear thinker. So I, I do want to have a process to everything and I do, and we do have all types of steps we work through here we have all types of graphs and spreadsheets that are things that are just the work that we do but that process of bringing things back from the property just to stay on that 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 sort of topic and, and letting those materials speak throughout the pro project that is actually kind of a formal process we we literally bring those materials back we literally have them on a board here and we talk about them in meetings we'll have pieces of stone say for example or like i said tree bark we'll set them against other materials, whether they're, again, stone materials we're selecting for, for the project or wood materials we're selecting, metal, things like that. We'll, we'll actually keep those on our boards with our clients so they, so they understand that we're, that we're getting inspired by either the color, it could be the tone, it could just be the material feel, the, tech, the tactile material feel of something on the site. Um, Napa Valley has a lot of oak trees and there's a lot of lava rock around here and um, there's a lot of layered you know view sheds that are like this beautiful layered light of, of trees and kind of sunsets those things are actual physical things we could bring back to the office a little bit and um, make sure that that palette is in line the whole time because at the end when you walk into that project two three four years later sometimes you want that you want that sense of place to be embedded into that project and you want it to feel like that house belongs there we we don't we don't ever want a project to feel like it doesn't belong in the setting that it's in and um and that does take multiple steps of, of an actual process that we do it's a proprietary process some of it some of it's a lot of other people in our industry 
do do, but but it is a process. We do explain it to our clients, and and they I think they feel it as we work through them and build a relationship with them and build trust with them. Terrific. You're listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast presented by Cereclad. We're talking today with Damon and Julie Savoya, the principals at Shawback Design and Brightbound. For more information, feel free to visit their websites at shawbackdesign.com and brightbound.com. Julie or Damon, share with us you know, the different companies and, uh, and their purposes and uh, what they really mean to you and and even what your your clients mean to you um well we we've um been doing shawback design for over 30 years that's our family business my mother-in-law started it in the woodside um redwood city area and um, we've been in napa for about 10 years but um we started Brightbound a few years ago, and mostly because we felt like as interior designers, we were really lacking um, the lighting that we were trying to source for our projects. And our projects are large scale homes and hospitality uh, uh, environments. So we needed large scale lighting to fit in um, to these projects. And so uh, long story short, we started developing a lighting line with some partners in Brooklyn. Um, and it has really taken off. And so, and honestly, I think it's a great marriage to do beyond the interior design service side and, um, the lighting product side, because as a designer, I know how to speak to, to customers on the bright bound side. We mostly deal with trade on bright in the bright bound side. So we are, um, talking to designers, uh, every day who have particular needs uh, for their projects and, it's easy for me to know exactly what what they're saying and what they need and and what we can get them to help them with their projects. So it's just been a really uh, nice marriage between the two. And also I get to meet other interior designers, which in our business as interior designers, we don't get to communicate with other interior designers very often. Um, and so this is a chance for me to uh, get, get to know interior designers and how their processes work and ones I really admire and look up to and um, kind of get to know them a little bit. So it's been it's been really exciting. I think Damon can talk about our clients on the Shawback side because, yes, they are very important to us. Yeah, I'll just add well. to that a little bit. The 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 product business is something that, you know, it's such a different animal. You know, it's, it's such a different business than the service uh in a service business, but the, we have the benefit of having two great partners, business partners in Brooklyn. We have a we have a showroom in Brooklyn, we have a manufacturing facility in Brooklyn, and then we have a showroom here in Napa and an assembly studio here in Napa for the lighting. And um, our partners in Brooklyn are, are are furniture makers, so they have a product background, and we bring the interior design background. So that that teamwork has just been really excellent because we wouldn't really know exactly how to really go for all the way into manufacturing you know it's it's a whole world there we're learning now but having them as partners has been like you know having superpowers right and and on the other end we just have this deep background working with intimately with architects builders in the construction site hands-on and other designers so we bring that whole side so the way we look at those products are scalable things that we can make adjustments for the designers on site to really fit their project, what they need in their project. And we're able to bring 
total handmade materials, hand-blown glass, um, and allow them to be scaled for a project for an architect or a designer. So it's just a really it's a really fun marriage between the two worlds. And um, I know there's a lot of I know a lot of other designers and other architects that you know have have always wanted product companies or talked about product companies. You know, it's it's a beast to take on, and it, it really is a whole world of manufacturing and supply chains and and materials and tooling and fabrication. But it's a it's a it's a really interesting marriage between the two, and it allows us to to really build materials and create our environments. So so we're just really enjoying ha- having the two the two worlds together you know i loved it uh put it together a bit is uh julia and damon is you talk marriage a lot and obviously <laughs> you're married and and but but also there's a marriage between yeah. taking what's nature what is in nature and actually applying it to the tangible the tactile for your clients and in addition you're talking about your clients and you is like it's like this union that's kind of sacred. And if it sounds a little woo-woo, I, I don't know what else to call it. What's your what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I agree. It is. It's like magic. Um, and you know, when we have when we have a team on the on the Shawback side, when we are working with an architect team and a contractor team and a landscape design team uh, and us on a project, and it is just flowing and jiving and everyone is getting along and communicating it is it's a magical experience and that's the sweet spot and that's where we want to live um, primarily all the time and we are picky about our projects and who we work with because we've been doing this long enough where we um want to have good experiences and we want to create really amazing relationships with people because these are relationships when we're doing when we're doing a project it could be a two or three year project with people so it is sometimes a long-term relationship and um, so yeah when that's all flowing and working well it is it's it's pretty amazing and and um, I feel really lucky to be in that position quite often interesting about the you select your clients in in a, in a way is there a, again a formal process or it's just just through experience and then your own intrinsic uh Met gauge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gut, gut. Uh, yeah. Okay. We go with gut a lot. Um, we, you know, we're a referral based uh, business primarily. Um, and so we've been lucky enough to get referrals and we get a lot of referrals from architects and contractors who we've worked with in the past. Um, and we are just feel so, uh, so much pride that they even refer us, um, which means that we're doing something right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we get a lot of referrals, but y- yeah, we pick and choose, you know, we, we sit down with them at the table. We, we want to make sure it's a good fit for everyone. So, um, you know, cause like I said, we're going to be digging in deep together. So, um, yeah, we, uh, go with our gut a lot and, you know, we, we talk about, there'll be some red flags, um, sometimes, and we just, we talk about those and is this something that we think we can work with <laughs> or not? And, and so we make those decisions along the way. How's your experience with, uh, actually, if you can describe the feeling when you see your clients after a project, maybe it's, it, let's just say it's complete because it sometimes never ends, but there's a completion to what your expectations collaboratively mm-hmm. were. What's that like for you to, to see and, uh, and feel what your, your clients feel? Yeah, I can tell, tell a quick story about that. And we've had the pleasure of having several of these experiences, um, in our career so far in our, but after, you know, three years of work, 
what we have been able to do. I'm thinking of a specific one recently, but um, after three years of work with a, an amazing architect team, an incredible uh, landscape architect, incredible builder, we were able to keep the family, our clients, out of the home for the last few weeks of the project, which is sort of an ideal situation, finish everything in the house from putting their personal belongings in to making all the beds to a complete turnkey, the kitchen completely supplied with um, with new things, and then bring them into the house with a bottle of champagne and their families and really having a reveal and an unveiling of the house. And that's just such a special experience because everyone is kind of in tears <laughs> and everyone's it's hugging. Emotional, and the, it's emotional for sure. It's very emotional and it's it's a culmination of years of work. And um, that we want to give people that experience and um, we work hard to try to give that experience. It doesn't always work that way, but when it jives, it, it really is emotional for everybody. And, and it could be um, you know, a life-changing experience for your, for your client because they're, they're changing their whole lives at, 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 their, at this new place that they're going to share with their family. And we do get, um, you know, we do look at this as an emotional connection. You know, just to touch on like a few of our kind of core values that we talk about a lot, things like connection, you know, and trust and respect and balance and courage, you know, those words we use a lot and we talk about a lot together. And um, those are the things that sort of bring the team together. And um, we're not afraid to use those kind of, you know, emotional, emotional terms in, in our work. Yeah, and I would say that our clients really kind of become part of our family, uh, you know, our, our work family, because when we see, we do keep in touch with them and we actually, they're just part of our Shawback family now, because if <laughs> they need anything, we're, no matter how long it's been, we're here to help them. Um, and then we just get to know them so well um, going through the process. So we um, get to see their kids growing up and, um, we get to see different things they're doing in their lives and we send each other holiday cards and it is, it really is a connection that we make with our clients and it, it, it's really special. You're listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast with Sirclad. We're talking today with Damon and Julie Savoya, principals at Shawback Design and Brightbound. For more information, you can visit their websites at shawbackdesign.com. Again, shawbackdesign.com and Bright bound.com julie and damon with the business and uh, commerce constantly evolving the expectations for favorable out outcomes have evolved as well what's changed uh, in your experience over the last say two three years well i'll take that if, if julie um there it has changed. I mean, everyone knows it. You know, we don't need to. Um, it's changed for everybody in different ways. I think what we've lost a little bit is the one-on-one -on -one connection. Um, but we're moving into this this new world where a lot of our communication is on computers. We're all we're all aware of uh, of that. But um, I think the biggest change in our business specifically is really getting the the combination between the physical and the digital right. So making sure that we're able to flex between a physical meeting in person, ready to go with things to touch and feel and see, or to be on site, or switch gears at the last second or at any time to switch to an all digital meeting. So we have to find that balance between 
the digital deliverables, things we can show on, on the computer, to things you can touch and feel. And that's a constantly weekly changing thing. So we're trying to find that balance between the physical and the digital. I think that's one of the biggest changes we made. Yeah. And I would say pace too. Um, we, the, I feel like it's, uh, expectations lately are, um, a faster pace design process. And we are constantly trying to get everyone to slow down. Um, and, and, you know, and that's hard because contractors have schedules, architects have schedules, we all have the schedule, but, um, on our end, we design takes time and good design takes time. So, um, we, and not just because of COVID, I just think expectations in general are, um, people are wanting faster results. Um, and we are humans doing this work. And so we try to get everyone to slow down and take their time and make the be make better decisions, think, have time to think about stuff, give, um, decisions, some space, give mm -hmm. some ideas, some space and, mm -hmm. um, things evolve, design evolves. And so you can't rush it. And, um, and I know that gets frustrating for people, but we just let them know it's worth it. It's really worth it. This is your, you know, this is your project. This is important and we want to get it right. And it's worth it for us to like take the time and really be thoughtful about the decisions. Which, what's your thoughts on, uh, discovery and creative and how much do you either practice, believe that, you know, 50% is discovery, 50% is creative or whatever percentage. What's your thoughts on discovery and creativity? Yeah, good, good question. Um, I, I kind of see creativity as discovery, I think. I, I don't know if I necessarily delineate the two. Um, I feel like that creative process is about discovering new things. I mean, I think that if you're out and about in the world of either a trade show or, you know, showrooms or exploring fabricators facilities or meeting new craftspeople or on a job site, that's a constant, constant discovery process. And no matter how much you think, you know, it's always new and it's, and it's always exciting. And I think that is what drives our creative process. So no matter what we try to sit down at the table and put stuff on paper and, you know, just start sketching ideas, really it's not until we get out there and we're out there touching and feeling and meeting people that that those ideas kind of come to life and, and we see how they're actually going to be executed you know so i see them as really together the same yeah i would say i would think discovery is probably weighs a little bit heavier um just be because mm -hmm. i mean we are um all the way through a project we're never done just with discovery so you know we could be working three years with a client and still be discovering <laughs> um things uh, about their project and their lives and their needs and their wants so i mean it, it weighs it, i would say it would weigh pretty heavy love to hear what you what uh, you folks think of uh, what you'd like to share with your audience today that we may not have uh, talked about touched on or uh, addressed well, one of the things we, you know, in a, in a conversation, this length is, you know, obviously we can't go everywhere and talk about everything, but, but we didn't really get into this, the whole hospitality world and this, we design wineries and hospitality spaces, some boutique hotels, but mainly wineries and residences. And, and that the, the differences between the two and um, just understanding what goes into these relationships with homeowners like we're talking about clients and those relationships and how they apply to in the hospitality side which is 
also teams, but it's more brand driven. It's more of the way that we talk to the brand and speak to the brand and we get to know and represent the brand with the team. Um, it's similar, but it's something we didn't get a chance to talk about, but I, but I wanted to touch on it because the, the way we approach a brand is, is also through connection and trust and respect and, and teamwork and team building and, um, and making sure that we're that team of employees, uh, you know, and, and managers and owners of, of a brand are, are like family and like, we really truly in, in, uh, embrace their companies and their brands. Um, that's also, we treat with, with the same, same type of core values. We do. Although I'd say there's more challenges. It's hard to, it's sometimes hard to make them family because they're, it's more of a corporate <laughs> board um, that we're working with. And so, and then, and we get one representative that we're, you know, um, working with and then they go communicate with, with a board or CEO. So it's, it's more challenging. So developing that trust is a little um, bit more um, challenging um, and we have to navigate through that process a little bit different. Um, but I think in general, it comes down to the, everybody wanting and needing kind of the same things. They want beautiful spaces and in hospitality, they want them to function high, high functioning. So, um, but we've been really enjoying doing more hospitality. It's been fun. The courage, we can take more risks and we push people to have more courage with the design and I've been really, really enjoying that aspect of it. Yeah, me too. Julie and Damon, it's been a, a really a, an honor and pleasure having you uh, on the show today. Thank you very much. I hope I hope to have you on again soon. This, this is a, there's a lot more uh, I'd like to ask, and I think a lot <laughs> yeah. more that you folks have to offer. We didn't talk on you know culture and the value of relationships a little bit, but th those things I'd love to discuss on the next show. So thank you both for being here. Yeah, it would be yeah, fun. Thank we'd, you so we'd much. We'd love to be thank back. Thank you very much. Yeah. To be honored. <laughs> thank you very much. You've been listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Searcloud. Our guests today have been Damon and Julia Savoya, principals and partners of Shawback Design and Brightbound. As a team, they're an interior design firm recognized for their truly deep commitment to their clients. They see their role as facilitators producing interiors that invite and encourage the this is great. Encourage the human experience in all forms. For more information, feel free to visit their websites at shawbackdesign.com and rightbound.com. You've been listening again to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast. Thank you for listening. The Architecture and Innovation Podcast is recorded from the offices of Sierra Clad in Redmond, Washington, and on location. The executive producer and host of the show is yours truly, Tom Dior. Thank you for listening. <laughs>